This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. During the 70s, when I was running the Portland Center for Visual Arts in Portland, Oregon, we had a show of Alexis's work. So I've known her since then. When I came down here to San Diego uh, to be director of the Stewart Collection, of course I thought about her. So I invited her to come down from L.A. She was a big part of this, this sort of contemporary scene in Los Angeles for quite a while. And she studied with Bob Irwin before that at UC Irvine. She studied with all kinds of people, but she... She was influenced by the outdoor art of people like Bob Irwin. So I got her to come down here. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but the snake path was finished in 92. So it was before that. I was 19 when Alexis asked me if I would work for her on this project. I was her student at UCLA and she was my very first art teacher ever and I was a pre-med freshman. And I took her class my first quarter. And so it was a full year later that she asked me to work for her. So Alexis was invited to do the Grand Lobby installation at the Brooklyn Museum, which was a pretty coveted spot for a contemporary artist. She asked me to work for her in the very beginning stages. We were testing paint to see which paints would mold. We were making lots of tests. So it was really the early stages of this coming to be, all culminating in traveling to the Brooklyn Museum and getting the mural up on the wall and figuring out how it's all going to fit together. I actually went to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Museum to see the snake, which had been done as a temporary commission for the Brooklyn Museum's lobby. And it was astounding. I mean, I was bowled over by it and so and excited and so talked to Alexis. She said, why don't we make a real snake path? You know, going up to the library. And that seemed like a, a brilliant idea. Again, the serpent of knowledge going um, to the library where there's, which is where the knowledge is stored. And the snake mural went into storage. The mural came down and was rolled on the sauna tube, put in a huge crate, and it went into storage for 30 years. Alexis has said to me over the years a few times, you know, if you can find a place for that mural, I would give it to you. I think the Stewart Collection would be the place to have it because it's the inspiration for the snake path. It was 2016, I came here with Alexis and my mother and my daughter for a Stewart Collection um, function, a benefit or something in the summer. And that's when we all started talking again, how, how can we make this happen? Let's get this somewhere. And we'd, I didn't know that it could be here, but this is a great place because we always used to say that San Diego is where Alexis' art family is. I've been looking for a wall <laughs> for a long time. And every few years, I'd you know, send out emails and say, can't we find a wall 
that's uh, 60 feet long and 22 feet high. I think 2016 is really when the idea of this, this living and learning neighborhood concept was really brought to bear and sort of got some momentum. The concept of building a new home for Six College, the concept of building uh, an activated space to help this vision that the uh, university has for campus being a destination. As we transitioned into competition, the, the Software BNS Clark team uh, with HKS they visualized and rendered the entirety of the, of the college, the entirety of the neighborhood. But what they really talked about is the public realm. And what jumped out at us in, in review of their competition submission was what we called the jewel box, this 600-seat lecture hall. And instead of uh, incorporating it into other program and weaving it in these mixed-use buildings, it was really a standalone lecture hall. So when the Stewart Collection and Mary Beebe reached out to the campus architect, Joel King, and said, we have this 20 by 60 work that is the inspiration of the snake path, that is in storage. Is there a place for it in this new project of you know, 1.6 million gross square feet of scope? It's, a, it's an immense project. Immediately, we and the architects uh, honed in on that space. It's general assignment classroom. It's, it's about general curriculum. So it's essentially, you know, it's all of ours. It's all of the campus's space. That was help from the university and in their thinking, and we were thrilled. And it really augmented and gave this lecture hall this heartbeat, this soul. When we first opened it, when it got here, that crate hadn't been opened since probably 87, maybe 88. And then we opened it up, and we were in tears, you know, all of us at this, how gorgeous it was. It's now up after all these years, and it's found a home. There's a great company here in San Diego called Artworks San Diego. It's owned by Wendell Eckholm, and one of its uh, uh, major uh, workers is Dustin Gilmore. Dustin actually worked about 20 years ago on maintenance of the Stewart Collection. He's an artist as well as a truly professional installer, and he developed this method of rolling up that huge painting, putting it on a, a roller that could be raised to a vertical position, and then rolled out horizontally on a kind of lazy Susan mechanism that made its way all the way down along this wall. They built these tracks above and below the painting so it would stay stable and then just rolled it out and stapled it up and then unstapled it and stretched it and went through a whole series of steps in order to get it to look the way it does right now. It really gives me such respect for what Alexis accomplished in 1987. She had the ambition and the wherewithal and the sense of adventure and fearlessness to create something this large. And then she also installed collages over it, which is her way of working, finding things and putting them together. 
in a way, this huge mural is itself a collage of different elements that have been superimposed. It was painted at UCLA Theater Department in 87. A guy named Rich Sedevi was in charge of the painting, and they painted it uh, right on set where the canvas sort of was able to be lowered down below the floor as they were painting. My sense of moving through here, it's like you're, you're in this landscape. You know, it's just looming all around you, and that's a wonderful thing. And then when you come up to those assemblages, you'll be able to see these much smaller details that relate to Jack Kerouac and our uh, quotations lifted from his book On the Road. It's contained within the glass of the building in the hermetic, you know, hermetically sealed building, but as you enter in from Ridgewalk, as you enter into the public realm of the project, it really draws you in and it's really enjoyed from the public realm. This space is 100 feet wide and about 10 feet deep. So you can't basically step back and see the totality until you go outside. And when you go outside, it, it's much better if it's at night because it's truly like luminous, like a lantern when it's at night. You see everything. That piece, um, as you're drawn into the project, um, has become the main entry for the new home for Six College. We call this a neighborhood for a very good reason. This is where our students will learn and live and play. And this is part of playing. This is part of learning. The arts and humanities and social sciences are part of the learning, but they're also part of the growth of the students. So for me, it's, uh, it's like the perfect combination of factors that make this a neighborhood for our students to have you know, the best possible college experience for students to understand the importance of art. They have to live with it. And it's not something you visit in museums and, and you know, see it from a distance. So I love the fact that our students will walk past this and it is very much a part of their lives. I'm just stunned by its beauty. I've seen pictures of it and we've been anticipating this for so long. The sheer size of it is amazing, but then when you think of something that is very huge, you don't think of detail. But this has got amazing details of light and shadow and you know, parts of California that we are all familiar with that are beloved to us. And I particularly love seeing the snake, uh, both for its um, little bit of its shock value, I guess, for some people, but mostly because this is the genesis of the snake path. Same Old Paradise encompasses all the aspects of her work because it has the collages that are really being showcased on the mural. So the whole, the backdrop is the installation for the collages. That's the whole reason that it's there. And the mural was painted, was designed and painted to be so realistic with the five-point perspective, so no matter where you stood, you could see all the way through the orange fields. And talking about popular culture, which was definitely her subject matter, and, of course, on the road, Jack Kerouac, because she almost always had some kind of literary reference. And I think really bringing all of the elements of her Southern California focus to her work into one piece. Even though it was talking about traveling across the country, it was coming to paradise. 
for me, this viscerally brings something, you know, front and center for us. San Diego also has a very large Latinx population, and uh, there's a lot of connection with the, uh, the the migrant workers who come in here to to work, and sometimes we forget that because we live in a city, but this reminds you that our state uh, has been the home for people who are intimately working with the soil, who come from places that are close to us but across borders, and who are very much part of our community, sometimes temporarily, sometimes long term. So it has connections beyond just the picture and just beyond just the idea that yes, there is farming in our state. I think it also speaks to the people who are involved in this. You start looking at all the decisions that went into making it look perfect and seamless and kind of random in a way. Because, like she used to say, that it needs to, in the end, look like a found thing. When you're working with found things and made things, it, look, it needs to look like it just appeared just like that. You happened upon it. And I feel like there's a lot of that in this, which is intentional, but so much intention to get to that moment. The mural is so California, and the car culture of California. The mural feels like you're driving by when you see the orchards and how they're split and the lines of the horizon go off. It's just brilliant. And then you see the Kerouac. So it's, it, it talks about California in all kinds of ways. I think it's an incredible work, and I'm thrilled to have it here. And I'm thrilled that so many other people are, too. Sometimes persistence pays off. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.